Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, this is Michael A. Davis coming before you in the behalf of Harvard Time Christian Church Broadcast. Well, we're back once again on this beautiful uh, Sunday morning. We pray and hope that you are having a lovely morning so far. Uh, those of you that are listening on demand, we thank you so much for listening. We pray and hope that you are sharing the word of God. We here at Harvest Time Christian Church, we truly believe in word and worship. We here at Harvest Time, we believe in growing in the word of God. And we just want to thank you all so much for listening. We pray and hope that you are sharing the word of God. Well, if nothing else, we just want to thank you once again. And we just want to let you know, get your Bibles. Call a friend or loved one. And now, let's get ready for the word. that you've done, God, and all that you've yet to manifest, God, in Jesus' name. I pray thee, God, today that we give our lives to glorify you. You've given us life, and let us give life back to you, God, that our lives may give you glory in the precious name of Jesus. We thank you, God, for shielding and protecting us, God keeping us, God, covering us under the blood of Jesus. The blood, the blood still works. The blood still works. Thank you, God. We cover. Your word covers us, God. Hallelujah. We believe and trust in you, God, in these last and evil times, God. You're in control, God. Have your way. Have your way, God, in the name of Jesus. Bless today, God. As your word goes forth, let it save the unsaved. God, let it bring back the backslide. And let your word, God, encourage the saints of God today. Oh, my God. Send a word today, God, that will encourage your people in this, in this dispensation of time, God. We need you, Holy Ghost, for you are our helper. You are our helper, and we need you today in the name of Jesus. Now fill this house continually, God, that no evil can get in. And fill these temples that are in the house. Hallelujah. 
with your Holy Spirit continually in the precious name of Jesus. We'll be mindful always to give you praise and glory. Thank you for rebuking the devour our fire, say God. And in all our getting, let us get understanding. We rebuke any spirit of confusion in the name of Jesus that your word may flow today according to thy will. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. If you would turn with me to the book of Matthew in the 24th chapter of Matthew. Amen. Say amen. If you're not there, say wait on me. The 24th chapter of Matthew and starting at the 36th verse. Amen. The Bible says as Jesus speaks to the people, but of that day and hour, Knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but the Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And know not until the flood, and knew not until the flood, excuse me, came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Then shall two be in the field the one shall be taken and the other left. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. The one shall be taken and the other left. Watch, therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come. He would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken into. Therefore, be ye also ready for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Can you say amen? amen. We're going to be talking today about are you ready to meet him? Are you ready to meet him? As it was in the days of Noah, I would have to conclude that, that in that hour did God release waters to flood the earth. And everything on earth was consumed except for Noah and his family. 
because folk were not ready to meet in an insecure world and unexpected events could occur at any moment would you not agree nobody was looking for this virus it just came in an hour and began to wipe out things on earth the whole earth and it was a thing that happened at a moment and at that moment it changed the lives of folk forever in this world we live uncertain lives but as Christians we know God is in control I said as Christians we know God is in control and we know nothing happens outside of his knowledge and understanding. And our lives are hidden with Christ in God. Did you not know when things happen, God has your life in him? He already has our lives hidden in him. That's what Colossians 3 and 3 tells me. That's what the word of God says. And as far as I know, I believe God and I understand every Sunday when I say that I believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible word of God. The word of God is infallible and if God says we're hid in him, we're hid in him. And we have absolute assurance of our eternal salvation. But you got to ask yourself today, saints, and all the saints that are listening, is your salvation such that if in the hour he cometh, are you ready to meet him? Hmm. Do you have absolute assurance of your eternal salvation? See, the earth may shake and the mountains may fall. The stars may even roll from their sockets. And the nations may collapse. But through Christ, we are eternally saved, secure, and blessed. We are to draw near with full assurance of faith. Right now is the time that your faith will show assurance in him we're in a time that folks didn't know that this hour was coming but it's here and now that it's here do you have full assurance of faith in Christ Jesus because the truth of personal assurance of salvation is taught throughout the Bible and has been taught from decade to decade, from year to year, before this time. So you finding out now is your assurance of faith in God in this day and time. 
is your personal assurance. This personal way to battle. You can't lay on nobody's faith today. And you never could. Your faith is your faith. And you got to know if your faith is strong enough to stand the test of time. Because it's not life. It really slipped up on you. God, if you've been in the word of God, you knew that this day would come. And you would be assured that when it did come, since it's here, that your faith is strong enough to stand the winds and the waves. It's been taught throughout the Bible from year to year, from decade to decade, from 52 Sundays in a year, and however many Bible studies you have. So I'm asking you, are you ready to meet him where you are? Because I'm here to tell you, even though your faith may be strong in the Lord, if your hour is now, then your hour will come. But are you sure of your salvation? And are you ready to meet him? Because no man know the day or the hour that the Son of Man shall appear. But we are to be in preparation and in watching to that hour. And if you've been watching and watching correctly, which means you've been in the right character and the right state of mind, then the things that are going on even now shouldn't even shake you, shouldn't even move you. Because God is still God. Circumstances and situations don't change who God is. Circumstances and situations don't dictate the healing what to do. Circumstances and situations don't dictate the miracles of God. Jesus himself had given general signs to watch for regarding the coming of the end. He clearly explained to the disciples that the exact day or hour was not known by the angels or the Son of Man, which is Jesus himself. But you know what? I'm glad you asked. It is really a good thing that we don't know because if we knew when the time was, some of us would not even do as much for ministry as we're doing now. But, but worse than all of that, we would keep sinning and turn to God right at the end, which I'm here to tell you will be a great gamble of your life. Because at that time or that day or that hour, your heart may just be, I'm sorry I got caught and not sorrowful for repentance. And if your heart at that time is not sorrowful of repentance, then your forgiveness will not be from God. And if God don't forgive you, do I have to tell you the rest of the story? 
Do I really have to tell you what happens if God, I didn't say if a Pastor Tompkins don't forgive you. Because if Pastor Tompkins don't forgive you, he better watch out too. But if God don't forgive you, I'm going to tell you right now, you're not ready to meet him. I'm going to tell the saints of God right now, all that are listening, if your house is not in order, then you better get it in order. If nothing else will help you to get your house in order, think about how this virus just jumped out of nowhere. And that's the same way the Son of Man is going to come if you're not a watcher and a watcher. It's going to come quicker than you can blink your eyes. You've been unblinked, and everything will be over. So in verse 36, when Jesus said this, even he did not know the end times. And he was affirming only that his limitations as a human but of course, God the Father knows the time, and Jesus and the Father are yet one. But when Jesus became man-like, he voluntarily gave up the limit use of his divine attributes. The divine attributes when he came on earth, Jesus laid aside his divine prerogative and submitted to the Father his will, and only the Father knows when Jesus will return. If Jesus don't know, Jesus walked every step as though the end were near. You better hear me today, church. Even when Jesus came to walk on the earth, he still didn't know the day or the hour. One thing he did know, though, he knew he had to go to the cross. But he didn't know the day or the hour. that God. He didn't know that after he went on the cross that God would end it all. He didn't know. And we don't know. And since he didn't know, he lived like every day it could have been. How did he live? He lived in obedience to God. He lived in faith of God. He lived in the trust of God. Every step he took when he walked this earth. But the emphasis, really, of this verse is not on the knowledge of Jesus, but rather on the fact that no one knows. This scripture is not pointing to the fact that Jesus don't know the day or the hour. It's pointing to the fact that no one knows. Because it is God, the Father's secret. As he says in Deuteronomy 29 and 29. There's some things we're going to know, but the secret things of God. And it's to be revealed when, he's, when he wills it to be revealed. And no one can predict by scripture or science. So you can keep on saying things 
about what you, your opinion is because it's only an opinion. You can keep on researching. You can keep on busting your brains as scientists trying to figure out it, but you're not going to figure it out. You can keep on saying, well, the weather's changing, the weather's different. That ain't one of the signs. You won't know winter from spring and spring from fall and summer from winter. That ain't one of the signs. That's just something somebody made up. And it sound good. We won't know the second coming. And Jesus was teaching, really, in these scriptures, preparation, not calculation. You didn't hear me. Je Jesus wasn't teaching in these scriptures when he began to speak that no one knows the days of the hour. He wasn't trying to teach us how to calculate when he was coming. He was teaching to be prepared when he comes. He was teaching preparation, not calculation. And in verse 37 through 39, this was the first outpouring of God's judgment upon sinful people in the days of Noah. I'm not surprised about what's going on in the body of Christ. Because Noah, that thing puzzled me with Noah. And not only did it puzzle me, it, it, it gave me a, a sense of concern, deep concern. I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Glad you asked. Noah preached the word of God for 100. Somebody say 100. Somebody say 20. 120 years. He did not change the word of God. Noah was preaching what Jeremiah came to preach also was the warning of God to the people. He preached that message. He didn't move from the left. He didn't move from the right. So all he preaches out here preaching to comfort folks. That's the one reason why y'all don't have no stability because you've been coming church to be entertained and now it ain't entertainment time no more because there's something in the air come on in here but Noah never moved from the left or the right Noah didn't come to entertain the people's emotions Noah didn't come to care whether you liked him or not Noah didn't preach the word of God to satisfy you and me Noah preached to satisfy God and give a warning to the people of God and to the people. But for 120 years, they didn't listen. And then the day and the hour came and all of this earth was lost except for eight humans and two of every kind of animal. You don't hear me today. Everything on the earth was abolished. Every creepy, crawling thing was, the, was abolished that God created in the beginning. The water succeeded even the highest mountains. There was nothing on the earth but a division between the firmaments. I don't care what folk believe, it happened. And what God was doing was killing everything at the root.
But see, that's how God operates. He kills it at the root so it won't come back. This was God's outpouring of judgment on mankind. And right now, God has pulled out another judgment on mankind. Now, you might be able to say it's kind of different if it just hit America or it was just over in Asia somewhere. But the whole world is still in this effect. And the whole world felt the effect in Noah's days. Y'all better come together in your mind. These are like the days of Noah. And this dispensation of time wasn't the first time God sent another warning in 1800 and something. Half the population died. But yet still, we ain't preparing ourselves to meet it. So I ask you, are you ready to meet it when he comes? And since you don't know the day or the hour, you need to be getting yourself ready. Even as you hear the voice of the Lord through me, God speaking to you right now. He poured out a judgment in Noah's time. And that judgment had a natural connection with the final outpouring at the Lord's return. The same thing going to happen when Jesus comes. That outpouring is going to come, just like in the days of Noah. People will be going about their daily business, still stealing, still killing, still robbing. They're going to still be fornicating. They're going to still be worshiping idols. Folk going to be going about their daily lives, committing adultery. They're going to be going about their daily lives, murdering folk. They're going to be sitting around lying. They're going to sit around backbiting. They're going to be sitting around gossiping, just as they were in the days of Noah's time. Just as it was in the book of Genesis, as God spoke the word to the people in Genesis, the seventh chapter, in the 17th verse, God spoke the Bible, recorded rather, these activities. It says in the book of Genesis that And the flood was 40 days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bore up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters, and the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Everything was underwater. And all the flesh, hear me today, died. All flesh died that moved upon the earth, both of fowl, of the cattle, and of the beast, and of every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth, and every man, and all whose nostrils was the breath of life. 
of all that was in the dry land died. You don't hear me. And every living substance was destroyed, which was upon, which was upon the face of the ground. He's talking about the trees and the flowers and the grass, both man and cattle and the creepy things and the fowl of the heaven, and they were destroyed from the earth, and Noah only, did somebody say only? Only remained alive, and they that were with him in the ark. And the waters prevailed upon the earth a hundred and fifty days. Let me ask you, are you ready to meet him where you are? A hundred and fifty. Everything that had breath, every ant, every bee, every bird, everything, every tree, heat white. Everything was wiped out. Man wiped out everything. Oh, no, God let it rain. God did that. No, man did that to humanity. Man caused all of that happening, not God. It's going to be as the days of Noah. It's just going to jump up on you. Folk going to be running to the ark, whatever the ark may be in this time. They're going to be trying to get in. But the Bible says, and God shut Noah and them in. See, Noah didn't close the door. Noah's wife didn't close the door. Noah's children didn't close the door. God closed the door. And it was a significance to let them know. Once I close it, ain't nobody going to open it. See, just as the flood caught them unaware, and after it was too late, and swept them away in judgment, so it will be when the Son of Man comes for us. You see, the second coming will be so sudden that in a blink of an eye, one in the field are working will be taken away. And they and the other that's left behind. See, the reason why, and I'm glad you asked the reason why, because one was saved, or should I say was ready. And one was lost, or should I say, not ready. And as believers, we must always be on our guard and alert, constantly ready for him to come at any time. Because Christ's second coming will be swift, and it will be sudden. And there will be no time at all. You better get it in now. Because there won't be no time for repenting. Because when it comes, your repenting ain't going to be nothing. It's going to be non-void. There won't even be no bothers. Oh, look at this. See here, Lord. It was just a little thing I did. You understand? You know my heart, Father. No, 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 no. When he come, whatever state you in, 
is the state that he's going to receive you in. Whatever state you're in, that's the state he's going to receive you in. There will be no bargaining. There will be no time for repenting. There will be no time for running and asking for forgiveness. Whatever state you're in, when he comes, that's the state he's going to receive you in. But the choice that you have already made is going to determine your destination when he comes. Hmm? The Bible says as the master of the family who expected a thief at any time of the night would have taken care to be awake and ready to protect his house. What am I saying? Help me, Lord. The master, if he was awake, which means ready at all times and at any time, the thief may come. I'm ready for you. See, if the thief coming right now, I'm ready. I got cameras outside, in the front, cameras in the back, cameras in the house, alarm system that's going on, go off. I'm ready. For the thief, when he comes. And if you're ready for the thief when he comes, you'll be able to defend your house. See, when the thief cometh, he cometh but nothing less than to kill, steal, and destroy. But when the thief cometh to your house, this your house, your temple, when he cometh to your house, and he's showing you, <laughs> go on, roll your wand, boy. Go on, roll your wand. Man, a little bit of this ain't going to hurt you. Give me your, get a glass. Go on, get your glass. Go on, man, ain't but one line. Go on, snort that thing. Man, you're going to be feeling so good. Hey, man, I'm. I got my girl with me. I brought you somebody too, darling. I mean, I know you're married, but you know, you know. But she don't know, ain't gonna hurt her. Yeah. When the thief comes, and all that he brings, when you're ready for him, you'll say, get thee behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me. You'll say, ain't none of you and me, and ain't nothing you got to offer, I won't. When you're ready, he won't mess with your mind. You won't let him coerce you. See, he, he's slicker than a, he's slicker than snot. He's slicker than grease on a marble floor. And I just say that to, uh, uh, to, to make you aware of him. I don't give him no praise. I'm just, I'm just revealing to you how slick he is. And if you ain't ready, he going to outslick you. You better hear me now. I used to tell the folks all the time, y'all better be ready when you're going out there evangelizing to the people in the street. Because don't you ever think when you get out there just because the way they look, the way they act, what they may have in their hand, they might have a joint in one hand and a fifth in the other. That don't mean they ain't going to know the word, know of the word. Don't fool yourself and be amazed when they start quoting scriptures to you. 
Don't be amazed when you get out there and start talking to the Muslim. You ain't ready. The Muslim will have you on your knees talking about Allah. <laughs> yeah, Allah. second coming will be such that in a blink of an eye you'll be working next to somebody and they're going to disappear. <clears throat> so as believers we must be always ready. Always on guard. Always alert. Constantly ready for him coming at any time. Because Christ's second coming will be swift. And such, God has given us examples of how things can just pop up on us if we ain't ready for them. It's going to shake you. It's going to move you. Don't get it twisted. Paul said be generally concerned. So I'm not running around touching everything that everybody touch. He didn't say uh, pour no poison in your cup and drink it. He said if you drink poison, he got you covered. That ain't willingly, though. That's unaware. But you should be ready at all times to protect your house. You should stay in constant Conversation with God. Constant contact with God. And though we don't know the day or the hour, and we don't, we must not be taken unaware. We should always continue Always in a state of watchfulness. The Bible not say watch as well as pray. Gideon's men that were lapping up water as though prayer was also watching while they were lapping up water. And those were the ones God said, now they're going to have your back because they're going to be able to see somebody coming behind you. But those folk that got their face down in the water, slapping it up, licking it up like a dog, they're not going to be able to help you get in. We always, the saints, have to be in a state of watchfulness that he may not come upon us unaware. Amen? We got to be ready when he comes. Not getting ready, but be ready and have our temple in a watchful state at all times. It's personal. Amen? Amen? Even though we have wives and husbands and children and kinfolk, it's still personal. Amen. Your wife ain't going to carry you to heaven. Your husband ain't going to carry you to heaven. Your wife ain't going to be, be able to make sure you ready when it comes. Your husband ain't going to be able to be, help you to be ready when it comes. You got to take a personal interest in your soul's salvation. When he comes, he's not going to come looking for two or three. He's coming for you individually. 
It may be many that go up, but you're going up by yourself. You better hear me today. You better ask yourself, am I ready to meet him? Am I ready to meet him right where I am? See, this dispensation of time is helping folk. It's telling the truth on them. That's why it's, I say it's helping. It's telling the truth on everybody and everything. All you claiming to be saints and sanctified and filled with some kind of Holy Ghost or some kind of ghost with some kind of burning fire because there's some strange fires too now. Where are you at in your salvation? Where are you at in your faith in God? Where are you at in your trust in the Lord? Because the end time is coming. But in my conclusion, the end times will be normal. And life will go on despite the interruption. But suddenly Christ will come. And as the business of life continues, are you ready for the coming of Christ? To get ready, to get ready, you must repent. You must repent of your sins and believe on Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and live a new life of hope in his coming. That's how you're going to be ready. When he comes. And in the book of Hebrews, it tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, the Bible declares ten and ten, or ten and nineteen, the Bible declares. Having therefore brothers. Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus. By a new and living way which he had consecrated for us through the veil that is to save his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works. Not forsaking the assembly, Oh, God. Where they come from? See, when you hold fast to the profession of your faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as ye see the day approaching, you must understand that the not forsaking of the symbol, this 
They admonish you. This involves far more than what you would think in your mind. It involves the entire worship of Christ. It is an outward indication of an inner condition. The assembly of God's people provides opportunity for encouragement and strengthening of the body of Christ. That's why God tells us not to forsake the assembly, to fellowship with one another, that the body will strengthen itself and encourage one another in the faith that you say you trust in God. Can you say amen? Can you say amen again? Give God a hand clap of praise. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.